0: Philippians chapter 2, verse number two, 19. Paul writing, he says, For I I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supplication. Did I say Philippians? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me verify that scripture. It's not Philippians. This is what happens when you're gone for a while. <laughs> It should be. Yeah, Philippians chapter 2. Oh, I'm reading Philippians chapter 1. I am reading Philippians chapter 1, but it's Philippians chapter 2. I'm like, yeah, I could verify that scripture. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 19. He said, but I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. For I have no one like-minded, who will sincerely care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. But you know his proven character, that as a son with his father, he served with me in the gospel. Therefore, I have hope to send him at once, as soon as I see how it goes with me. But I trust in the Lord that I myself shall also come to you shortly. Paul was writing this about Timothy, His son whom he raised in the Lord Whom he raised in the ministry Pastor Victor came here uh, as a brother And he is a pastor And um, I've worked with a lot of people Don't mind you see the congregation here I know one of the things we lack here is space But we've raised a lot of people out of this place A lot of people A lot of people If everyone was to be here This space would not contain us times three But I thank God Pastor Victor Thank God for his heart Thank God for his service Apostle Paul said For I have no one more like minded Who will care for your state sincerely Pastor Victor thank you so much You are a man of character You are a man with passion You are a man who Not just held what was committed to you But you took it to another level You are a man who honored You honored me Like I said again You found ways to speak about me to speak well of me uh, which other people would take a chance to be able to take a a, a jab at you you see me I like people who are different very different and I one thing I do here is I tell people celebrate your individuality be different be uniquely you be who God has called you to be I'm not trying to create clones of me there is one pastor place and only one and I told all ministers who are under me be you don't try to be me Because you can be the best version of you, and that's where God will use you mightily. And, you know, in differences sometimes, we tend to highlight our differences and separate on the basis of our differences. How we view things are different. Pastor Peter here is a bishop. He's been over planted churches and ministries and done things differently. I bet that if you if you was to be here at the helm of this ministry, there are some things you would do slightly different from how I'm doing it. The same thing with Pastor Victor. There are things that are times we talk, we have different ideas. And sometimes the absence of one is the opportunity to be able to show your difference and to show how you know better. But I saw countlessly, and I heard, like I said again, I didn't always follow every time, but I heard countlessly how people will call, pastors will call, and they will appreciate you and the whole ministerial team here, they will appreciate you for what you've done. And so, I just wanted to uh appreciate you publicly and to tell you, God has blessed you, not God will bless you, God has blessed you. And because you are faithful with the leader, promotion into more is coming your way in the name of Jesus, you have proven. For the past six months that you can be trusted with greatness. And God has seen your service and your dedication to serve another. And yes, he's elevating you into realms that people can only imagine. He's taking you into rooms, into places, positions of influence that have not crossed your mind. And it is not man who can do it because man cannot reward it is God Himself who will do it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, without much ado, I want to go straight into the Word of God this morning. I know a lot of, the, a lot of ministers we have here, every one of them competent. Every one of them competent. When I listen to you all, I'm like, whoa. Whoa, this is good. You know, when the, when the, when the church is built on Christ when a church is built on Christ, on Christ a solid rock, I stand, all other rocks are sinking. And when the church is built on Christ, it will last. It's only the things that are built on Christ that will last. Okay? So this morning, I'm going to give you, I'm going to share with you the word and uh, my style. Like I said, it's a little different. So if you don't have a writing part, I feel sorry for you because there will be a lot of scriptures. I make my points with a lot of scriptures. So if you need to take your... Your phone, to take notes, you can. I give a lot of scriptures. And I'm going to do that this morning. That's my way of teaching. I give give you a lot of scriptures. Because I don't want your faith to be established in Pastor Blaze. Or in my words, but in the word of God. Amen. Now there are people who make their points with few scriptures. But I know how to make it with a lot of scriptures. I I let the scriptures speak for me. Praise God. So this morning, in the next several minutes. I want to share with you something. It is your time to shine. It is your time to shine. Tell your neighbor, it is your time to shine. Hallelujah. It is your time to shine. And I won't go on in the service without us uh, praying for Papa Ezekiel. Konkigogo, uh, who is in the hospital. I was with him on Thursday uh, when I came in on wednesday night thursday morning i was with him or thursday afternoon after i checked in at my base uh, i drove to the hospital where he was in in, in oklahoma city I spent some time with him and he was looking forward to being in church on sunday i told him it's time for you to recover go through your recovery i spoke with the wife this morning just to know his state to know how things are with him and i just want you to continue to lift him up to god in prayers. amen uh i i spoke with him he said pastor i would have gone i said no you cannot go you cannot not at this time you cannot yeah. are you hearing me somebody uh we, we are this is a year for grace and glory we're not we're not sharing any news that is not uh in the light of god's word are you hearing me there is a time to be born there is a time to die but there is the time to die is not now and so i cancel every appointment with death yeah. hallelujah as i cancel every appointment with death in the name of Jesus in the life of Mr. Ezekiel and in the life of everyone here present I cancel every appointment that you have with death the spirit of death is far away from you far away from your loved ones far away from your family it is your time to shine hallelujah Amen. We send you love, Papa. We send you love, Mama. I know they are watching in the hospital right now. And we love you and we pray for you. God bless you. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 60. Last week, Sunday, when I was watching service and um, Dr. Roberts was preaching here. And amazingly, that was a passage he used. And that passage had been a passage I was meditating on uh, for what I was going to share with you. So when he preached on it, I uh, like, okay, it's a confirmation so it says, Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Verse 2. He said, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. and deep darkness, the people. But the Lord will arise on you and his glory will be seen, will be visible upon you. Verse number 3. It says, the Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. Matthew chapter 5 verse number 14. Matthew chapter 5 verse number 14. Let me open my notes. Matthew chapter 5 verse number 14. It says, you are the light of the world. So we're going to read it this way. Wherever you see you, you're going to put I am. I am the light of the world. Do you believe it? I I am the light. I am the light. There's a reason why I'm being celebrated. Because I'm the light. you got to make a choice. If you are the light. And if you are the light, you will only be celebrated. Celebrate is one of go under the light. And you are the light. So let's read. One, two, go. I am the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. That's who you are. You are a city set upon a hill and you cannot be hidden. If you've been hiding, it is your time to shine. Tell your neighbor it is your time to shine. Okay, maybe your neighbor will say, Pastor, I'm already shining. Tell them you will shine brighter. Oh no, the best is not been heard of me yet. The, oh no, tell them, are you ashamed? Some of you are afraid to say it. You think it's humility, it's not humility. Never you take, never you apologize for who God has met you. <laughs> you didn't hear me. I said, Never you apologize. For who God has met you, you know, there are some sorry people around, they are so sorry they want you to apologize. So, always tell them, you know, sometimes you have to hide, you have to try to hide because if you don't hide your glory, then they will be offended. And I, you know, just like what you're trying to show off, I'm not trying to show off, I'm the light, I am the evidence of His glory. Hallelujah. It is your time to shine. 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 You are the light of the world. And that's Jesus speaking. He says, you are the light of the world. You are the city which is set upon a hill that cannot be hidden. Cannot be hidden. Nothing will hide your glory no darkness from the pit of hell is able to hide your glory no power of the devil is competent enough to be able to overshadow and overpower you are you hearing me somebody or oh, some of you you know just somebody you may be dealing with depression there is no depression strong enough that can overcome the joy of the lord I'm provoking something within you To be able to arise and overcome That which is trying to overcome you Are you hearing me somebody I don't know who it is but somebody is dealing with depression There's a lot of pressure you're dealing with Tell yourself it is my season To shine It is my season To shine And I have no apology for Shining Arise Shine for your light Has come And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. You see, the glory of God is guaranteed for everyone who is a child of the kingdom. It is not for a select few. It is for everyone who is born of God. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So the glory of God is guaranteed to everyone who has Christ within them. The glory of God is the distinguishing factor or the characteristics of the life of a believer. It is the distinguishing factor. You know, sometimes people don't understand the reason why we thrive. There is a God factor which you have. There is an advantage which you have over other people. If you are not using that advantage, then... You are letting some of your privileges sit on the side. There is a God factor that is supposed to distinguish you, set you apart from every other person. You are not ordinary. Don't make yourself ordinary. You have the God factor. But God. But God. But God. Are you hearing me somebody? But God. But God the psalmist said, I would have lost heart unless I had known that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living I am in the land of the not the goodness of God in the sweet by and by in heaven no, in the land of the living it is here, it is in the noun. don't push it for tomorrow it is today hallelujah it is your birthright it is what belongs to you. Arise, shine. If you've been sitting and wallowing in shame and failure and darkness, it is the time for you to rise and shine. The Hebrew word for glory, it's, it's spelled two ways. It's kavod, K-A-V-O-D or kabod. Kabod. In fact, there was a child, there was some, a child that was born when the ark of the covenant of the Lord was captured. The mother named him Ichabod. The glory has departed, but your glory has come. Hallelujah. The word means weight. That's what glory means, what weight. It is what tips the scale for you. The weight of his glory. It is, it means importance. It means heaviness or difference. It is what makes a difference in your life. It is the weight of God's glory on your life. It is the weight of God's presence, the heaviness, the importance of God in your life. Glory is what makes you VIP or VVIP. Very, very important personnel. Hallelujah. And if you understand who you are in Christ, there's a certain way you will live, there's a certain way you will walk, there's a certain way you will carry yourself. There are certain things you will not stoop by and do. You know, I was in the, being, being with different people, thousands of people in the military. There's one thing that you go there and ask about me, and there were many people who were Christians. There were some who were ordained ministers. But the one thing that somebody, a lot of people said to me, you know, people are observing. They said we never heard you use a word, a curse word, or use any kind of word, because you know sometimes under pressure, every kind of thing comes out. Every kind of thing comes out under pressure. So some people said we've never heard you say certain things even under pressure. And so there was one lab or one class we were doing where you know the instructor said yeah this one everybody curses because you get frustrated. And people, I didn't know. You know sometimes you don't even know what's happening around I didn't know people were listening in my space People were just around me Because you have your own secret space where nobody People were around me just listening to hear if I will curse And how I expressed my frustration And I didn't So I heard one of them In fact one of them wouldn't even like me at all He was telling somebody You know one of the things I respect about this guy is He he just has a way he does things That's different. I don't like him, but I admire that about him. (laughs) Hallelujah. The glory of God is the weight of God's presence. It is the heaviness of God that comes upon you to make your life. It is the importance of God upon your life. Simply put, let me put it in other ways In other words today The glory of God Is the presence Is the weight of God's presence In a life, in a place Or in a thing It brings about Or it results to splendor To majesty To magnificence To grandeur To beauty, to honor To dignity and greatness in the person who is the carrier. Everyone who is the carrier of God is honored. Let me ask you a question. You know the donkey that Jesus rode on to get into Jerusalem? Yeah. Do you think that donkey is special? Did the donkey walk on the red carpet? Oh, Y'all you you all are looking at me. You're, 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 you're tired? Are you bored? No. <laughs> Did the donkey walk on the red carpet? was the carpet laid for the donkey. Did the donkey get the attention? (laughs) Are 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 you getting my drift now? It was the carrier of the glory. So everywhere the glory went, the donkey went. Every celebration That the glory got That Jesus got The donkey God, If they were parting ways They went not say No donkey is not for you It is for Jesus When they were saying Hosanna Hosanna Blessed is the name of the Lord And they were making ways The donkey was just putting his head Are you hearing me somebody I said are you hearing me somebody That is what becomes Of every carrier Of his presence In fact God is invisible in our lives. Are you seeing God in me? Are you seeing God in me? No, you don't. I am the carrier. I am the expression of his presence. Hallelujah. The visibility of God is seen through my personality. Oh, you didn't hear me. Uh, You, look at you, the way you look. Because of Christ in you, There is a glory that excels. There's a glory that brings about splendor. There's a glory that brings about grandeur, honor, dignity, respect. It takes you to places unimaginable, unthought of. Because he is your light. So the Bible says, arise, shine, for your light has come. Your light has come. Just arise. That's all you need to do. Rise up and shine. When you rise, you shine. You see, sinners and kings and their kingdoms—they are attracted. They'll be attracted to the brightness of your rising. Like Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter sixty verse three, he says, "Gentiles shall come toward the brightness." Of your rising, they will come, they shall come, they'll be attracted to you for no reason. I've always told people, You're a young girl here, and somebody's telling you, Well, you know, uh, there are many women in the world, and you know, you I'm trying to help you by dating you. Tell them, You don't know who you, you don't know what you're talking about, you don't know whose child I am, you don't know what I carry. I carry glory. Are you hearing me? Somebody. There is something special in me. You are blessed to even talk to me. So if I gave you attention, you should be thanking God. Oh, no, you, oh, you need to understand who you are. If I gave you attention, you thank God. And so you better correct your attitude before coming back to me. Because my father is a king. I am a blessing. See, didn't the Bible say that? When one finds a wife, he finds a good thing and obtains favor. So if you're a young girl, somebody's talking to you, you say, well, you know, I know age is catching up on you. I'm trying to help you off the market. Tell them, no, I carry favor. There is something I carry which you need and you better make sure that you are worth the favor I carry. Oh, are you hearing me somebody? And you better make sure you are worth the favor which I carry. This thing, sometimes people talk to you, have low self esteem. For what? Oh no, I have high self esteem. Yes, yes. High. Think of yourself high. Because you are a child of the most high. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Amen. I say hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Gentiles shall come to the brightness of your rising. Let me quickly, do some give you some things that will help you. You know, unfortunately, many who are called to live the glorious life are still wallowing in shame, in defeat, relative darkness, they are wallowing in depression and oppression because they have refused to arise, they've refused to rise up to become who they are supposed to be, to become who. They are supposed to be. So today I want to share with you a few things. There, there are actually five things, but I don't think I have enough time to share with you five things. So if we stop at two or three, uh, then it just means you come back to next service and we continue. Amen. Let me share with you some five things. There are more than five. Okay, There are many, many things that will either increase or hinder your glory. Okay, let me say it this way. There are five things, or there are things I will share with you. Today. I was trying to share five, but for the sake of time, I won't be able to share five. We have communion and other things. That will either increase or hinder or diminish your shine. You see, paint has different shades. There is what are called glossy. There's what are called semi-gloss. There's flat paint. It's a paint that doesn't shine at all, it doesn't reflect anything. You it doesn't matter the intensity of light you 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 point at that paint or painted substance, it doesn't shine. There is something in that one paint that makes it flat, and that's how some people's lives are flat. They are supposed to shine, but they are flat, they are opaque, they are dull. But I want to share with you some things that will increase your shine. Tell somebody increase your shine. Increase your shine. Increase your shine. the way, just so you understand, if you're dealing with darkness in your family, darkness in your neighborhood, darkness in the world, and the world is going to get darker. As things get darker, your intensity is only supposed to get more. You're supposed to shine more and more. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen darkness fighting with light? When you turn on the light switch, the lights okay, darkness. Now go, go, go. No, no, it's not doing that. It just shines. It just shines. Let me share with you five things real quick that will help increase your shine. Tell somebody, increase your shine. Don't remain where you are. Tell your neighbor, don't remain where you are. And if your neighbor is not looking at you, or they are looking at you somehow, they are a suspect. Let them, increase your shine. Okay, if that one doesn't smile, turn to the other one and tell them, increase your shine. Brother, increase your shine. Increase your shine. Increase your shine. Increase your shine. Hallelujah. Five things. The first thing that will help you increase your shine is knowledge. Number one, knowledge. You thought I was going to say prayers. Lord, make me shine. Lord, make me shine. Lord, make me shine. knowledge knowledge Hosea chapter 4 verse number 6 knowledge tell somebody knowledge you need knowledge see what it says and this passage sometimes rocks my heart it says this my people now mind you that God is the one speaking here right he says what my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge hold on there who are the people who are destroyed? God's people. God's people. So you can have glory that is set for you, yet you live in darkness, because you lack knowledge. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Then see what he says, the second part, he says, because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priests for me there are some people who reject knowledge. Like what I'm saying now, they're getting offended. No, no, there are people who are offended by this kind of preaching. The pastor, was expecting that you would tell us, fire! (laughs) They're rejecting knowledge. This particular knowledge, they have rejected. I was expecting you to tell us about, Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. It's another knowledge. We receive knowledge of glory. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Some people live in ignorance. There are a lot of ignorant believers. Ignorant. They have refused to gather knowledge. They have refused to invest in knowledge. They have refused to give themselves to acquisition of knowledge. knowledge, lack of knowledge then there are people who they are conditioned by doctrine and traditions to reject knowledge any knowledge that does not conform to where they are from or how they are, how they think they reject it if a knowledge is strange to you, don't throw it away keep it on the shelf keep it where? on the shelf there are things that I heard several years ago and my spirit could not receive it but I did not reject it I kept it somewhere It took about three years For me to understand what was preached then And I'm like ah It makes sense now Lack of knowledge Lack of knowledge Lack of knowledge Let me show you a few more scriptures here. Yeah, like I told you scriptures will make the point for me today Not me Because some of you, you are still getting to know me But this is how I preach. I don't know how to sugarcoat things differently. Daniel chapter 11 verse number 32. Now what I'm giving you is knowledge. Okay, That's why I told you get your Bible. Get your notepad. Write. Write. TikTok video doesn't give you knowledge. It entertains you. Some YouTube entertains you. It doesn't give you knowledge. Now you can get knowledge from there. But there are a lot of people You know what we get. Entertainment. Laugh body videos. You know what the people are doing? They are using knowledge and making money. And it's not a problem. Let them make money, it's fine. But you also make sure you are not being what Nigerians will call mumu. You're not being stupid. Get knowledge. I said, get knowledge. See what Daniel says. It says, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. You know what flattery is? It's lies. It's false knowledge. It's half knowledge. Those who do wickedly shall corrupt with flattery. But see what it says. But the people who know, who have knowledge of their God, shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Your knowledge of God makes you strong. It makes you irresistible. It makes you immovable. It makes you a candidate for exploits. So tell your neighbor, get knowledge. Don't become ignorant. Get knowledge. 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 Don't just get excited. Get knowledge. Excitement is good. But knowledge, you need it. Are you hearing me somebody? Knowledge. Knowledge. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse number seventeen to eighteen. I want you to see this; this is very important, and this gives a contrast. The whole Second Corinthians chapter three gives a contrast between the glory that was, the one that was passing, and the glory that now is, the glory that excels. Second Corinthians chapter three. We'll just begin from verse seventeen, for the sake of time. It says, "Now the Lord is the Spirit." And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We love this. Oh, I am free. I'm free, pastor. Free. Don't give me too much work. The Bible says the Lord is spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. I'm free to run. It didn't say you are free to be ignorant. It didn't say you are free of responsibility. Let's look at verse 18. Verse 18. He said, but we all, somebody said we all. Even in the midst of liberty, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same, into what? Into what? The same image from glory to glory. Just as by the spirit of the Lord, we are being transformed. We are beholding as in a mirror. You know what the mirror is? The mirror is the word of God. The word of God is like a mirror. When you look into the perfect law of liberty and you acquire knowledge, knowledge of who you are, knowledge of what God has called you to be, there's a certain change. The Bible says you are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. So I don't know what glory you are in right now, but there is more. That's why I say you must increase your shine. Tell your neighbor don't settle. There are a lot of Christians who have settled. Settled for the status quo. Don't settle. Don't settle. Increase. There is more for you. I hear me somebody. There is more for you. You know, uh, one of the things, when I came here, I God, we have a problem. We have a problem. Here's a good problem. That this place is small. Getting smaller. It takes knowledge for you to have money for us to build bigger and better yeah. i hearing me somebody yeah. knowledge knowledge not ignorance knowledge hallelujah and god is blessing a lot of you in this place hey, don't mind i'm saying this to you. some of you are not believing it you're just hearing it. it is passing through your ears God is blessing a lot of you here. In this place, God has given us grace. I was in Mississippi. Huh? You know, I, I there, there was a couple who used to be here. The wedding couple when they were here, there were students, individual students. I, I, I wedded them. I married them here. Both of them are medical doctors. You know? They were about 15 minutes away from the base where I was. Yeah, are stationed there working at the hospital. The Dr. justin came to visit them. That's where I met them. That's where I met Brielle. By God's grace, we've been able to raise a lot of people here. Our first praise and worship leader, her company is billing over $500,000 a year. A young, she was a student at ORU, young student. At ORU when we started. So when we say God is expanding, you don't sit there and begin to look, and you, you've you exempted yourself because you don't you've got to embrace, embrace that which God has reserved for you. Praise God. Because God is raising people from here People who together Would do great things Do exploits Because they know they are God As you know from the word Who you are You are being transformed From glory to glory Amen Let's go to the second one For the sake of time Second thing So the first one is what knowledge right second one remember i said zeal is important it's good so the second one is passion tell somebody passion, passion. i a pastor how passion how will passion make me increase in glory passion there are some believers who are passionless they are they don't have passion at all they are zealous they are not zealous they are zealous you see when we are celebrating we are dancing Lack like passion. Imagine if MJ was here singing to you and just doing, no, have no passion. You are just looking at him like, what is wrong with this world? Passion. Tell somebody passion. 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 Let's look at Psalm sixty-nine, verse number nine. Psalm sixty-nine, verse number nine. Passion. Let be a passionate Christian. He said, because zeal for your house has eaten me up. Has done what? Eaten me up. Higher. So everywhere he goes, people who are passionate about God, they do not, they don't, they don't stand for the status quo. Because passion, there's a certain drive they have with them. He said, because zeal for your house has eaten me up and the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. I take it upon myself. This was talking about Jesus. In fact, Jesus, this was when Jesus began to behave somehow. The knowledgeable disciples around him remember this passage. Let's go to John chapter 2. John chapter 2. Who is our example? Jesus, right? Jesus is our example. John chapter 2 verse 13 says this. It says... Now the Passover of the Jews was at hand and and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Verse 14. And he found in the temple those who sold oxen and sheep and doves and the money changers doing business. Is it wrong to sell things? Is it wrong to do business? No, they just were not doing it at the right place. It had converted what should be for something else into something else. So when Jesus went there, he could have just said, Well, I don't want to write out the waters. You know, these people are the old ancient people. They are the Pharisees and the see. And some people are sad, you see. Hopefully not in this church. Some people are far, you see. Some are sad, you see. And those were the people. They had long beards, wore garments. They were the upper echelons of religion. And Jesus, being a young boy... You know, Jesus was 30. <laughs> some of you don't believe that, huh? He was 30. I was amazed at, you know, Robert Nighton when he was here last week. At the book he wrote, God's I wrote it at 24. And some of us are already above 24. We have not written one page of notes. <laughs> I'm not saying you should go and, and put pressure on yourself and do that. But I'm just saying, just imagine at 24. That book turned my life around. Yes. It changed a lot of people. They used it as textbooks in Bible schools. I wrote it at 24. And I am singing at 24. What was I doing? Arise and shine. For those of you who are still under 20, use it. Arise and shine. The Bible says that Jesus, because of passion, he sat in the house, he saw some things that were not right. Some of you are here in this church, you are seeing some things that are not right. You're just like, hey, well, it's not my, it's not my department, you know. Uh, some of you, you come and you see. You know, I was watching service online. I will see some things that were not right up here. I will tell them to, I will call. i say, hey, correct that. When I came to the church, I like those chairs. But in fact, praise and worship team, we need to replace those two chairs. So you all give me, yeah, we need to get good, better keyboard tools. I, I cannot sit still when I see things that are not in order. That year came, he saw the parking lot the the, the parking lines were beginning to disappear, some people didn't care they didn't care if they scratched somebody's car but he found a way are you hearing me somebody it's called what passion, they have passion for things so when Jesus came and they were doing things the bible says he made a whip now see this, Put, put that scripture up he did what he made a whip he took time passion is not anger it's not outburst of rage some of you have, out, you just get, when you get angry, if it gets filled up here, you just complain. This church, I hate it because everybody, what do they think? No, that's not passion. It's anger. It's rage. Passion simply means that you sit down. You see some things and you like, well, I'm going to rise up. I will try to make a difference here. I will make a difference here. I will do this. I will do that to make a difference. If I cannot make a difference, I will tell somebody else to do. The Bible said when he had made a whip of cords... I can imagine Jesus. He entered that temple. He drove them. Hey, you, out. All out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overturned the tables. Deliberate, intentional, passionate. So when you know, can you imagine his disciples? They, they sat around. Some of you get embarrassed for other people. And I can imagine some of his disciples were embarrassed. They just look at him like huh? something Maybe it was my wife, she begin to try to do baby, baby, <laughs> but passion had consumed him. And when he had met a whip of cords, so let's go for, <laughs> verse 16. Verse 16, let's go, verse 16. And he said to those who sold doves, take these things away, do not make my father's house a house of merchandise. Then his disciples remembered They remember that word It was written Zeal for your house has eaten me up Zeal It is the zeal of God That brings about his glory If you don't have zeal You don't have passion Don't expect glory Are you hearing me somebody There are some people that say arise shine You have to pray for them to rise They'll be rising like uh, Do I stand Arise and shine It takes passion. Be passionate about God. Don't be heavy. Don't be one that you need a tractor to lift you up. Be one who rises sharp, passionately to do things for God. Jump up with excitement for God. Jump up with passion every morning. In fact, at places of work, even in your place of work, you know the kind of people they reward? Passionate people. People who are passionate for the job. That's when they get promotions. I've been here in this work for the past five years. Nobody has given me promotion. I don't know why. You show up at work every day late. And when you come, you do the bare minimum. That's my time to go. I clocked out already. I've done my eight hours. Even me, I will not promote you. Are you hearing me, (laughs) somebody? You need to have passion. Oh, don't you love Pastor Blaze? I I, I don't know how to not step on toes, you know. Yes, I just say it. You know, as I'm saying it, it helps me too, you know. Hallelujah. So they say zeal has eaten him up. Let me finish this thing quick. I I must hit number three so that we. So, passion. Passion. Jesus, full of passion, restored the splendor and dignity of the temple. Passionate people never settle for the status quo. They are consumed with zeal to see God's reflection in everything. In their home, passionate people are people of excellence. They are passionate to see the right things. In fact, Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 to 7, Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 to 7, this was speaking about Jesus who was to be born, but there was something that was said at the end in verse 7. Let's go there quick, really quick, really Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2 to 7, it says this, The people who walked in darkness, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined why? verse 3 you have multiplied the nations and increased its joy, they rejoice before you according to the joy of the harvest, there is a joy of harvest are you hearing me somebody as men rejoice when they divide the spoil, divide the spoil means that they are beginning to share the gain some people who say they are not passionate see them when they are sharing profit that's when you see the passion will come out that's when passion will come out people who are not passionate, bring money around them them see Have you? no that's not my share We are supposed to do it equal Passion will all of a sudden come out For you have broken the yoke of his burden And the staff of his shoulder The rod of his oppressor As in the day of Midian For every warrior saddle from the noisy battle And the garments rolled in blood Will be used for burning and for fuel of fire Verse 6 For unto us a child is born You all know this passage right unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace verse 7 of the increase of his government and by the way you and I are part of the increase of his government of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forevermore what is going to perform all these things? The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Zeal, passion. Passion will perform these things. It is passion that takes you into your place of glory. Don't sit waiting for the glory to come to you. Rise up to meet it where it is. Finally, number three, I I'll I will share this one and we'll, we'll end here. Number three. Is purity? There's somebody purity. He said, "Pastor, what does purity have to do with glory? I don't worry, you'll find out." Purity, purity. First John chapter three, verse one to three. First John chapter three, verse one to three. He said, "Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us, because it did not know Him." beloved now we are children of God now hold on here this say what now now not tomorrow not later now we are children of God and it has not yet been revealed what we shall be but we know that when he is revealed we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is verse 3 and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure what purity? Tell somebody purity. God did not call us to carnality, to dirtiness. Little tricks. Sometimes you look at believers, you just you, you just wonder, do you know God? The way you live, do you know God? You can't be like the world. I know Dr. Roberts was saying last week that we you know the the the, the revival that is coming will get every kind of person to come to the church, and that's beautiful. We need them to come. We need people who are running away from darkness to come. But don't let them come amid darkness in the church. They should come to the light. Are you hearing me, somebody? They should... The, come as you are. Come as you are. Don't remain the way you came. Let me tell you this. Have you ever seen somebody catching fish and then they want the fish to already be scaled in the water? No. They catch it, they take it, they scale it. Okay. They don't scale the fish in the water. So God is not wanting you to be clean in the world. But now that you've been separated, the love of God has been bestowed on you. He wants you to be separate, to purify yourself, because there is hope. We have a hope in Him. Hallelujah. You know, God doesn't bless dirty. No, God doesn't bless dirty. He doesn't bless dirty. Oh, you're not hearing. I said, God doesn't bless dirty. Purify yourself. You know that songs we, we sing, purify me, oh God. And God says, Purify yourself. I've given you purity, purify yourself, set yourself apart. <laughs> purity. Let me give you a few more scriptures because I have a lot of scriptures for this one. You know, in the world now, or even in the church world, there are people who church for them is just a game. We play it, it's like a club. It's a job. It's anything. Oh, we've gone to church. We check our names in church. Then right after church, we become the world. No, that's not what God is looking for. God is wanting a church that works in power. That works in purity. A church that is passionate for Him. A church that is in love with Him. A church that is an example of His glory. Hallelujah. You know, some people... When people get to church, they see they say, oh, You too, you're a Christian. I didn't know. Because they can't see purity in you. You're not different from them. You're not different. You live like one who is not saved. Live like an unsaved. God has saved us out of darkness into his marvelous light. He's called us to glory, to light and glory. Let me tell you this. Hear this. Whenever you see somebody is exposed, sin is exposed. It is God's mercy that is exposing sin. It's God's mercy that exposes sin. Because He doesn't want you to die in sin. So God's mercy sometimes when you have heard messages like this, heard friends talk to you, heard different people intervene, heard parents talk and you're not listening. God will just do what? He'll just put you on display. He will help you publicly. Put you on display. So you can be Purified. And when the war purifies you, oh, they show no mercy. Are you hearing me, somebody? Purity. First Corinthians chapter six, verse fifteen to twenty. I'm going to read quite a good number of scriptures here. Say, do you not know that you your bodies are members of Christ? Do you not know the reason why you? Why your light has come, why you should glory, it's not because of you, but because your bodies are members of Christ. Remember the story I talk about the donkey? Do you know that donkey nobody had ever ridden on? That donkey like that was set apart. It was a fresh donkey. It was a clean donkey. They had to, because what the master needed to use it. And the Bible is saying, do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of a harlot? Now, in case you say, well, I don't go to a harlot, make him member of any other thing you go to. Certainly not. Let's go. Next verse. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a harlot is one body with her? For the two, he says, shall become one flesh but he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he will commit sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is the temple? Is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God and you are not your own. Tell somebody purity. Let me give you a little more scriptures, a little more dose, dose of injection, tablets. First Thessalonians chapter four, verse one to eight. We're gonna close. We'll close it soon, okay? Pastor Blaze is mindful of your time. Passionate people, are passionate about God. By the way, you don't have to worry to go to... God. I see they are cutting trees around, so there's food. Let me just give this one food a little bit more. First Thessalonians 4, verse 1 to 8. It said, finally then, brethren, we urge and exhort in the Lord Jesus that you should abound more and more just as you receive from us how you ought to walk and to please God. You know, some people think when God saves them, he saves them just so that they can live anyhow. So, Pastor, I'm zealous. I have passion. You know, they are there are wild passions, you know that, right? There's evil passion, too. <laughs> so this passion needs to be under control. For you know what commandments we gave you through the Lord Jesus. Verse 3. For this is the will of God. What is the will of God? Church, let's talk together. I know we are pure pure people, so we can read. For this is the will of God, your? The will of God is? What does it mean to be sanctified? To be sanctified means to be set apart. It means to be set apart, to be clean. To be set apart, the will of God is your sanctification that you should abstain from sexual immorality. Now, just in case some people say, Well, you know, some people were married, so sexual immorality is their best thing to talk about people, you know, because now they are married. So, like, okay, sexual immorality because you're you are not a victim. Don't worry, we'll get there. Let's keep going. That each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor, five, not in passion of lust. Like the Gentiles who do not know God. Like who? The Gentiles who do not know God, they possess themselves in passions of lust. And your pastor just told you to be passionate. But he's telling you to be pure with your passion. That no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter. Because the Lord is the avenger of all such. As we also forewarned you and testified. Do you have one more verse? For God did not call us to uncleanness But to But to Okay now let's go and expand that list A little bit Shall we expand the list So pastor thank God I don't deal with sexual immorality 2 Timothy chapter 3 Verse 1 to 9 Let's talk the one that we all deal with Let's add into addition to sexual immorality You know I, I pastor a lot of single people So I got to tell you I mean a lot of young people Single people uh, I was single myself. I've been married for 15 years. Can you believe it? My 15th anniversary, I wasn't here. Oh. <laughs> 15 years together. In this journey, it's been amazing. Hallelujah. He said, but notice that in the last days, and please, I'm taking this time to make a point. It is your season to shine. Don't shine that when people are looking at your brightness, they see dirty somewhere. Don't be the one where you are put in the spotlight and all of a sudden find out that you did not dress accordingly. You did not dress appropriately. That when the glory of God comes upon you, all of a sudden you are exposed. Where you should be glorying, all of a sudden now you are putting your head in shame. Because you're not ready but notice that in the last days perilous times will come and we are in the last days and we have been in the last days for men will be lovers don't mind it says men the word men there is generic you know some of you who are feminists you like when they say men and women so now when you see this one you say for men will be lovers He say okay yeah, that one is for men this one is for everybody for men will be lovers of themselves lovers of money Some people say, well, I don't have any issue with sexual immorality. Lovers of money. Boasters. Proud. Blasphemers. Disobedient to parents. Unthankful. Unholy. One of the greatest things that the first person, you know this thing they call ingratitude? There are some people, no matter what you do for them, they cannot be grateful. Something I will teach you sometimes is how to share testimony. When a proud person shares a testimony, you'll be confused what they are saying. First of all, to get a proud person to share a testimony, you have to beg them because they are too proud. Then when they share the testimony, you are confused what they are saying. Because their arrogance and pride will not let them really come down to a relatable level. <laughs> David said, once I was down. And now I'm up. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. That's a testimony. He knows when he was down, and now he is up. He's not saying I've always been up. You know, so there are some people who unloving, unforgiving, 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 unforgiving. I know you've been hurt. Forgive it, purifies you. You've been hurt. Let it go. Unloving, unforgiving, slanderous. There are some people if they slander you, slander. They slander, they will clean you behind your back. Cut you with knives. Backstabbers. Without self-control. Brutal. Despisers of good. Let's go on verse four. Traders. Some people you cannot trust. They will, tr- they will- they will sell you on the market. Sell you on Facebook marketplace. And every other marketplace that is there, and then they'll laugh, they'll laugh with you as you go. Oh, Jesus had one of those disciples, his name was called Judas and his carrot. He, he, was, a, he was a traitor. He saw, oh, Jesus, I, I'm saying this so you can understand. We are church folk, we think these things don't happen somewhere. After Judas saw Jesus, he came and kissed him. And Jesus asked him, You betrayed the Son of Man with a kiss, and he still didn't cross his mind things are happening in churches thank God it's not happening here hallelujah thank God that it came to your heart and you quickly rejected it oh you're yeah, not true we are humans right some thoughts come when they come I reject I reject I reject head strong head strong some people they are strong their heads are strong. And they'll be telling you, they will be proud about it. I'm very headstrong. No man can tell me anything if you know who I am. Headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure. If you love pleasure, sin will be your friend. Hear me. Let me say this to you. Any person who tell you that sin is not pleasurable, tell them that they are Lying. The Bible says Moses chose to suffer with the children of Israel than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Sin is pleasurable. But the issue is that the pleasure is passing. It is passing. It gives you an artificial high, like some drug addicts. You get it today, tomorrow you want it more. And so when you dip into sin, you just keep going a little deeper, a little deeper. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness. So in other words, they they are religious. They have a certain form. They come to church, oh Lord, I love you. But they love pleasure. Having a form of godliness but denying its power and from such people turn away. Let's leave it at this. Let's leave it at this. We're closing now with this one. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. My time has been up. Proverbs chapter four, uh, sorry, chapter 14, verse number 34. It says this, righteousness exalts a nation. But sin is a reproach to any people. There's a passage of scripture in the book of Romans. It says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And this sin here is not talking about the sin nature, because in Christ the sin nature is taken away. But when you start going ahead committing acts of sin, you just deprive yourself of glory Yet it is All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God So when sin comes What happens? You fall short of glory When sin comes, glory You fall short You are meant to shine But you may not be able to shine as much as you should shine Because why? You have allowed sin to in your spirit You allow allowed sin to take your shine But it is your season to shine I don't know what sin you are in I don't know if you've been passionless. I don't know if you've had lack of knowledge. But today I came to provoke you. To say, let's let bygones be bygones. Let the days of ignorance be overlooked. You rise from today. And you can say, now I rise. Like the prodigal. You say, I was sent back to my father. For I know, my father, that he's a loving God. He said, "We have no. If we say we have no sin, we lie, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to so forgive us of all sin and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. He doesn't want to cast away. He wants to build up. I didn't come here to talk down on you. I came here to tell you it's your time to shine, and I gave you a recipe for how you can increase your shine. Anything that has been diminishing your shine." I want you to talk to the Father this morning. Just rise to your feet. Has it been less passion? Have you been carried away by the things of the world? The pleasures of this life? Has it been lack of purity? Has it been lack of passion? Has it been lack of knowledge? Have you drifted away? Or maybe you are actually passionate, you are actually knowledgeable, you are actually pure, but you can increase in all these things. You see, the life of a believer, the Bible says the part of the journey is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter onto the perfect day. So I want to call you, invite you in to say, Lord, here I am. This is my season to shine. Arise, shine, your light has come And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you Don't miss your season Are you hearing me somebody? Don't miss your season This is your season to shine It's your time to shine It's your time to shine Imagine if the moon doesn't shine in the night Or if the stars do not shine in the night When the glory of the sun rises Nobody can see them It is your time to shine to lift up your voice and speak to your Father in your own ways in your own word Lord I've shared your word to your people today you say it's our season to shine we know you've called us out of darkness into the marvelous light help us oh God to increase in knowledge to increase in passion to increase in purity. Deliver us from the doldrums Deliver us from the traps of the enemy, from the temptations, from the things that the enemy has put as a hindrance before us. Oh, help us, Lord. 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 Lift up your voice. Speak to your Father. Speak to your Father. Speak to your Father. Humble yourself before Him. Pour your heart to Him. You know what, what you contend with, what you deal with. Lord, here I am. Here I am. I pour my heart to You. I pour myself to You. Lord, wake me up. Revive me in the midst of the days. Revive me in the midst of the days. Awaken in me a passion, a desire for you. let zeal for your house, for me. Oh God, Oh God, Oh God, We call to you, shatta. Come and lift up your voice, somebody. It's a time to pray for yourself. Lord, deliver you me from my tendencies, from my ways, from my tendencies, from ways of destruction. There's a point that seems right to your mind, but the end thereof is destruction. Lord, give me the grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You see, the way the devil can walk against you, I'm saying this for a reason, The time doesn't permit me to just minister to some of you today, but as we are together, we'll be growing together in these things. The way the devil can walk against a child of God is to make you walk against yourself. Because you are an overcomer. Greater is he who is in you than he was in the world. But how the devil can entrap you is to make you put your hand or do something you shouldn't be doing that he uses against you. That's the way the devil works. You don't want to find yourself in that trap. There's somebody here, a young girl here, you're dealing with low self-esteem. As you heard this message, some of you are dealing, not just one person, some of you are dealing with shame. Because you look at your past, you look at this... I don't mind praying for you at the end of service. At the end of service, this place will be open for prayers. Okay, so you can feel free and come. And don't uh, begin to think, oh, people now know it is me. Don't worry about all of that. When a person is sick, they go to the hospital. They don't care whether people will know. The nurse will know that, oh, it is me who has syphilis or has gonorrhea. What they are looking for is treatment. Help me. Are you hearing me, somebody? No, that's what they are looking for. When a woman is at the point of delivery, they don't go to the hospital waiting now. Oh, so I, the doctor will not no 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 no. It's I want to deliver this baby because beauty will emerge out of that. Hallelujah. Well, it's time for the communion, and with the usher's please of the communion. But if you're in the house today, you are not born again, you have not received Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior. You've never invited him in to come, take his place. Remember, the Bible says, Christ in you is a hope of glory. If you're here, you're not born again Oh, you say, Pastor, I'm born again It's just, I have drifted away I want to pray for you, pray with you Just before we partake of communion Is there anyone here who is not born again? Anyone here who has drifted away? Anyone who needs to rededicate themselves Back to the Father? Anyone? Okay, thank God there's no one here today If you're watching online, you need prayers You need to be born again You need to be saved Just write to us online. We'll reach out to you. We'll pray for you. And the glory of God will take you to another level, to another dimension. Let me say this to every one of you listening to me. As we go into the communion, there is no path you have gone to. There is no depth you've gone to that God cannot bring you out if you just yielded to Him. If you just yield it to him. If you just yield it to him.